Hello, I'm Barry Murphy, a partner at PwC, and welcome to this, the third episode of our Talking Tax podcast, our series where we discuss the big and thorny tax issues creating the headlines today, bringing together views from PwC and beyond. Today, we're looking at the noise around how you tax digital business. Headlines abound about whether enough tax is raised from big digital business in particular. Yet, surely the growth of online business is a boon for the economy, generating profits, wages, wealth that are taxed. It's certainly a big focus of the government's new industrial strategy, investment in digital education, digital infrastructure, bigger tax credit research for research and development. But what's the tax issue then? If not enough has been collected, is the problem with the rules themselves? Are people trying to get around and circumvent the rules? Is the situation going to get any worse before it, uh, before it gets better? Um, where do we go from here? Well, I'm delighted that I'm joined by two experts with the answers to some of these questions today. F firstly, Roxanne Morrison, who's the Senior Policy Advisor on Digital to the Confederation of British Industry, the CBI, and Elenka Turnsick, a tax partner at PwC who specializes in digital business. So Roxanne, maybe if we start with you, I mentioned earlier, surely digital, it's great for the economy. We should be doing more of it. It should be raising more tax revenues. What's your view and the CBI's view? Well, thanks very much for having me here today. Um, I think I can give an unequivocal yes that digital is good for the economy. Um, not only is it good for international competitiveness, but it's absolutely um, essential for the UK's global standing in the world. Um, I think the first thing to note on the whole issue of digital is there's not really a distinct digital sector anymore. Um, every sector to a certain extent um, is digital and that really changes sort of the conversation around these issues. Um, I think firstly and almost foremost is that um, businesses recognise that digital is a crucial um, driver of growth. Um, so 94% of businesses recognise that um, digital technologies drive productivity. Um, on the other side of the equation, we know that um, digital can open up um, cross-border opportunities just through the click of a mouse. Um, and the UK regularly tops the charts when it comes to things like e-commerce. Um, and then you have the other sort of big issue of, um, you know, the perennial productivity puzzle. Um, and certainly businesses and government really recognise that if we're going to solve that conundrum, digital has got to be a fundamental answer to that. Um, and I think there's a really great quote from um, Matthew Hancock, who's the digital minister. Um, and he said that the, the pace of change is accelerating. The, the way that digital is going to change in the future is going to get faster. So actually, the moment that we're living in right now is the slowest that will ever be. And I think it's because that pace of digital change is accelerating that this whole issue of tax is becoming um, even more prominent. Um, and it's no surprise that a lot of countries are looking at how we actually um, address this issue um, in the context of sort of uh, increasing digitization. Um, and the focus that we've seen has predominant, predominantly been on um, corporation tax and, and how you um, tax corporate, corporate profits. Um, and CBI, you know, we represent small, medium and large businesses. There's a complete recognition that we do need to engage in this um, international review of tax rules. Um, and we've been incredibly active in the OECD talks on this. Um, and I think the main message from businesses so far is that reforms have to be coordinated. Um, I think there's a challenge in this conversation that um, some countries want to take unilateral action and sort of, you know, break out on their own. Um, but given that the pace of change is accelerating 
operating so quickly, if reforms to digital tax are going to work, um, they're going to have to be coordinated. Okay, so I'm hearing there that every business is digital business these days almost. Um, we've got accelerating pace of change. Certainly taxes are high on the agenda for the CBI and you're getting involved in the right discussions and you want to see coordination. So that's quite a big Christmas list. So it is, I think, in terms of tax, which might bring me on to you, Elenka, on that piece about the current rules. We've heard that business is interested, wants to engage, but what's, what is the issue? What's the real issue we have at the moment with taxing digital business? So the current rules for taxation of businesses is based on having a physical presence in a jurisdiction to have a taxable presence at all, and then it requires trading within a jurisdiction. Now, digital businesses, in most cases, don't require physical presence in a country. One can interact with, for example, UK user base through a non-UK platform and interact and transact directly. And rules just simply do not trigger the thresholds for those kind of companies. So that's resulting in a reduced corporate tax take for the governments. And to compile the, the problem for the governments, digital also is displacing the employees and replacing with machines. And that essentially means there's also a hit for the employment and personal tax take. So looking at the two, the governments are currently trying to solve both issues at the same time through changing legislation. Okay, and on that piece around the, the corporate tax in particular, why is that the one that's generating all of the headlines and what's been done at the moment in terms of trying to fix that? Uh, so the uh, corporation tax, it, 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 if you look at it, for every industry, we have worked out what drives the value. We understand the value chain, we understand the businesses. We have set set of rules on what basis we allocate profits to different activities to, uh, across multinational, across the borders. Uh, but when you look at the digital, it's it's resulting in convergence of different industries, so we've lost at industry benchmarks. We also, the drivers that create value in digital economy are very different, so user base does not exist in traditional businesses. We simply, there isn't a wealth of knowledge and a historical experience on how value would be allocated to the new value drivers. So is that almost saying if I have a very sophisticated tech-driven company in one country, but my user in the UK can download something and pay for it, that the mechanisms just may not there to tax me today because somebody's saying the value is elsewhere. Is that what we're, where we're at? Yes, that what we're saying is that the currently understood framework for traditional businesses that not, does not, uh, cannot be translated directly onto the digital businesses. There are gaps and that's where there is a perception that digital businesses don't pay enough tax, but it simply is that the rules do not quite apply in the same way to digital businesses because they do not have the same triggers. So how, how would you respond when some people say, actually, these businesses are playing kind of hard and fast with those rules. They could do more. They could solve this problem themselves. There's some of the headlines we see. Would you agree with that? Or is it just there, they have to accept where the rules are today and can't do anything about it? Uh, well, there is there is a perception that they may not be fully applied to the rules to the extent that they could, but it is also true that the rules were not they were written for traditional businesses, not for digital businesses. So there is a gap, and the government is trying to address that gap by introducing the bridging legislation or anti-avoidance legislation. And at the same time, I think there is an understanding that just tinkering with the current rules will not solve the problem. Digital is a fundamental shift, as um, has been said, this is the slowest it's ever been. So we're going to see the change in what we're doing, the pace, uh, the pace of the business and what the business is, is actually doing. And the, the governments are realizing that on some level, 
uh, hence they are introducing short-term measures to tax digital, which is somewhat um, more punitive measures and they're not necessarily supporting uh, the growth and prosperity of digital uh, economy. But at the same time, I think there is an understanding that the rules would have to be fundamentally reformed to be um, fit for purpose and applicable for digital economy. And that is happening in parallel, but it will take longer. Okay, so some knee-jerk reaction to try and plug perceived gaps. You mentioned earlier, Roxanne, about it's on your agenda to engage, but what's the view of your members in terms of this perception of digital tax avoidance, if you like, and does that differ between small business and large business? No, so I think um, the issue of tax is something that our members are incredibly um, sort of concerned and recognise as something that they need to be um, talking transparently about. Um, I think that um, in terms of the issue of tax, it's something that's risen up the board agenda um, in recent times. I think if you compared how companies talked about it five years ago to how they talk about it now, um, tax used to be one of those subjects that was very difficult to engage with in terms of how the public saw it. Um, and we've definitely seen a change that companies now understand the need to talk about tax in an accessible way and something that the general public can understand. Um, and certainly that the work that the CBI has been doing through um, our campaign called um, Everyone's Business um, is to really get companies to talk about tax um, in a way that um, in terms of the policies that they have to be able to explain why they pay the tax that they do, how they do it and sort of what the contribution that that is to society. Um, and I think it is important to recognise that, you know, you make the distinction between large businesses and small businesses. But when it comes to the tax gap, one of the most fascinating stats is that small and medium sized businesses actually have a larger tax gap than large businesses. So in terms of the policy um, outlook towards this and government definitely recognises this, um, we need to focus on making sure that we're taxing growing businesses in the right way, the same that we have the focus and attention on um, taxing multinationals. Um, and I think it's important that we don't fall into the trap of trying to play these businesses off each other, because in terms of the, the general UK economy, you know, both sides of the same coin, and it is going to be really important going forward to get the policy solutions to both types. Okay, so difficult issues, but it sounds like everybody has a vested interest in engaging with this right now, be it public, small business, big business, tax authorities, to get it right. Because what I'm hearing is if we don't do that, the money's not going to be there to pay for the public infrastructure and services we need to underpin the industrial strategy the government has come out with. So I think that's, that's the grown-up way to me of looking at it, rather than one person is doing right or wrong. But how do we go forward from here? So. We've talked a little bit about OECD and what they are doing, but Elenka, turning to you maybe first as the, the tax expert, what are your measures for? What do we need to do to move forward? Uh, so there does need to be engagement in terms of understanding what is the right way to define the nexus or taxable presence in jurisdictions, uh, which will look very different in a digital economy. There does need to be an understanding and consensus among how the value ought to be allocated between different value drivers in the digital economy. Now, when you say allocated, allocated between different countries, um, is that a real thorny issue? Well, I think you would probably need to start understanding what's the value chain in under different, how, what different operating models do we even have, and what are the drivers behind them, and some of them, and what, and how does those combine in the value chain of a business? and how do you attribute the value? If they happen to be in different jurisdictions, yes, you have cross-border issues. If they happen to be in the same jurisdiction, then it's less controversial. 
from the uh, from chess pricing perspective. So those would be some of the initial things that we do need to address. And are we seeing that there's regional consensus around the world on this problem? So you and Roxanne have kind of outlined, hey, everyone's looking at this sensibly, but if I go to the US, to China, to Latin America, to Africa, is everyone looking at this the same way if we're talking about cross-border business? So to an extent, there's always been sort of regional differences, the way that corporate's been taxed. So in Europe and in, uh, in the US, the preference has always been to tax on an um, operating profits basis through a corporation tax. Uh, if you look at Asia, Latin America, the preference has been through indirect taxes. So, uh, and what we kind of have seen now is almost universally for short-term measures, the focus has been on more indirect type measures, although they do fall within the corporate tax regimes. But in the long term, I think there is a sort of a understanding emerging that we will have to revise the and or will transform the corporation tax principles so we again all get on the same platform on a global basis. As a solution region by region, I don't really think will benefit the business. In fact, probably might stifle business and raise the international trade barriers in some shape or form. Okay, so real risk is without that consensus, we'll stay in this logjam for quite some time to come, I think is the danger. So engagement is key. And Roxanne, in terms of that engagement, you said you're leading on behalf of some British business and getting them engaged with OECD and other bodies. Um, where does this feature? Does it feature a long way down the priority list compared to Brexit issues or what's happening? What's happening? Um, so I think I think the UK has a real strength in the sense that we're a leading digital nation. Um, UK consumers top the list when it comes to, to sort of use of technology in this country. Um, so I think in terms of this whole debate on taxation, the UK is in a really strong place um, to lead the conversation of this. Um, but the point that I mentioned earlier, there's no point on the UK breaking alone because the only solution to this problem is going to be through sort of global coordinated reform. Um, so in that extent, um, the UK has an incredibly important role to play, but we need to get everyone onto the same page um, as us. Um, I think in terms of Brexit, I mean, it's always a bit difficult to know where to start with that. But in terms of the, the digital issues within Brexit, they are taking central stage in the ne negotiations. So whether it's um, the customs union, um, whether it's access to talent, those are huge, really important digital issues, which are, you know, they're always in the headlines. Um, the one that certainly we spend a lot of time talking to members about, which definitely links to tax, is this whole issue of data um, and the fact that um, data underpins over 240 billion pounds of economic activity in the UK. And the reason for that is there's not one digital sector, it's pretty much all sectors have some form of um, digitization now. Um, so if you think of a bed and breakfast in Leicester, if they want um, to get a customer from uh, France um, and they've got to process their email address, they've got to process their financial details. Um, if we leave the EU without a deal on data, we're putting um, that frictionless relationship at risk. Um, so that's certainly um, a lot of work that we've been doing on this. Um, and I think it's just quickly worth mentioning, um, you know, uh, technology is going to play a massive part in this discussion going forward on tax. Um, if you think of something like blockchain, um, I'm already having conversations with government on how that's going to change the customs union, um, how that's going to change how they collect tax, um, how that's going to change how they engage with stakeholders. So I think there are huge opportunities going forward for technology to solve some of the issues that we're talking about. It's almost a brilliant case study there too, a Leicester-based guest house getting customers from fans who pay in Bitcoin maybe <laughs> and you pay tax automatically. Nirvana of the future. 
Elinka, Roxanne, thank you for that discussion. I think it certainly opened my eyes to some of the issues. I hope it did for you as well, listening to this podcast. Do join us for our next one and listen in to the previous episodes and let us know your comments on what you've heard and thoughts for what you'd like to hear in future episodes as well. Thank you very much. Thank you.